Hi, welcome to Light the Camera Author. I'm Jim Juno, and this is the show where we talk with authors who write books about Hollywood, movies, the entertainment field, and basically anything that catches our fancy. And I have with me today an author. Her name is Tasha Rain, and she has a new book out called From Princess to Porn Star, A Real-Life Cinderella Story. Tasha, welcome to Light the Camera Author. Hello, thank you for having me. No problem at all. Now, this is your this is your first book, correct? This is my first book. And it is it is your life story. And I it really was surprising for me to read because you always wanted to be, even when you were younger, you wanted to be in the adult film industry. Well, first off modeling. And then, and then moving over to uh, you were one. Would it be fair to say you were a star of Laguna Beach on MTV? Oh, I don't even feel really confident saying that word "star" because I was a character, like a cast member, on the third season. In the in the book, it's the season nobody remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like we could say that. I would say I was a cast member on the MTV payroll for Laguna Beach season three, the season that nobody remembers, but it was definitely um, a, an impactful time in my life. That's right. And when did you decide in your book, you describe it. I'd like to hear, hear from you too, that when did you decide to go into the entertainment field? Well, that was my first um job in entertainment was being a cast member on season three Laguna Beach and then I got into adult entertainment on a very um you know like small scale dancing at strip clubs in Los Angeles and then in front of a camera by I would say like 2010 uh, maybe 2000, even nine, but 2010, most likely. I'm like, my my mind's a little bit mom brain right now. I'm like, it's always like a little bit blurry. Um, <laughs> but I got into entertainment taking photos. And then in 2011, I took the leap into adult film. It was kind of refreshing to read that, you know, you, uh, you, did not have well, your your stepmother was the wicked stepmother in the Cinderella story. Oh, she was. <laughs> I felt so bad. You know, <gasps> and and oh. the Cinderella story. I mean, but the thing is, is that you you didn't have any regrets doing which you know going into the entertainment field or going into the modeling field or anything like that. And that was really refreshing to read. Wow, you may have not gotten to the end of it, my friend. Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to that in just a moment. But when you were young, when you were young yeah. at that part in the book, you you made, you said, I made a decision. This is what I want to do. That's true. It was really exciting for me. I really um, still do think it's an honor and really quite amazing that you can make that certain people can make a career off of themselves. I think it's very resourceful. 
you mentioned you mentioned that one passage it was your body and your choice i did it's true and you still feel that way i do feel that way although i definitely feel like it's just a very complex um conversation i think that at the end of the day it is my body and my choice to do whatever I want with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about your first, your first modeling gig. Oh, my first modeling gig. I mean, to be honest, I'm having a hard time remembering because it was so long ago. And I definitely did some just like, you know, kind of glamour bikini modeling. Um, and I thought that that was fun. Definitely a thrill. I'm actually kind of an introvert in a lot of ways. And I'm a homebody. And so when I think of modeling, especially like in bathing suits and kind of more like scandalous outfits or definitely in the buff, it give it gave me like a chance to express myself and to feel really confident and powerful and i would explain it as a way to express myself yeah. you went you became <clears throat> you're, you you wanted to become a playboy playmate um, i did want to yeah yeah and and you, it was really a big desire of yours to become one. Oh um, my gosh! Yes. Yeah, and it really one of your chapters really took us behind the scenes of the Playboy Mansion and really how how cutthroat the uh, the competition is for Hugh Hefner's attention or to get to get in the magazine itself. Um, that for some reason. It didn't surprise me because I mean I've I've seen that that sort of uh, behavior go on before, but did that? Oh yeah, I mean many people have spoken about their time at the Playboy Mansion before, so there's like a lot of, um, you know, written word and commentary about that experience. It was really it was really kind of disappointing, wasn't it? When when you found out. That I mean, you. you oh had... yeah, the rejection. Rejection was the absolute worst. The worst feeling. I mean, isn't rejection always the worst feeling though? I feel like if you want anything in life, the rejection part is just the absolute worst. It's there's no words. There is. I mean, it's it's like how dare you stand in the way, or how dare you? Or tell me no. No, tell me no. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Especially, I feel like gosh, everybody tells me yes. that's the princess part of the tale isn't it it is oh my gosh i can't take the princess out of me (laughs) (laughs) your mother said when you went to camp don't lose your towel or your virginity oh my gosh i know such a character (laughs) now this was your real mom this was your birth mother right (laughs) yes (laughs) and uh, i mean it it was really kind of interesting to to read how you know you, you did not you yeah you had a you had a a wicked stepmother so to speak 
But um, I mean, I think the role of a stepmother in general is so challenging. I almost feel like it's an impossible job to do, you know? Then anything about the work, uh, not getting into the, uh, not getting into the, well, let me ask you this. How do you, how do you view yourself? I mean, in the book you call it entitled, you call yourself a porn star, but do you consider an adult entertainer, an adult entertainer more accurate? You mean the title overall well, um, or right um, now or no no I mean I mean how do you what what do you like to be called? Oh I see. A performer. I I think most adult actors prefer performer. Which just makes okay. more sense. <laughs> Although it does kind of sound circusy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on any trapeze that I that I know of. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, it really struck me that the women you gave a behind-the-scenes look of the uh, of the adult entertainment uh, film film world. If I can get the words out here, um, the and what struck me was that you said women are better paid than men, which is one of the few industries that you can say that about. That's very true. Why is yeah. that? Yeah. Well, why do you believe uh, that is? Well, in adult movies, the main focus of the movie is the woman. So it just makes sense that she's paid slightly more, you know, or sometimes double. Because although, you know, the male performer is important... He's not the focus of the film. So it's just kind of based on, you know, what you're adding to the movie. Right. Do you think that, um, did you have any reservations at all? Because um, when you first went into it, it, in the book, it didn't sound like, you had any reservations at all it was like that's something you were looking forward to doing i mean i definitely had reservations because of how controversial the job is i had a lot of questions i knew that a lot of people were going to be uncomfortable i knew that it would make me uncomfortable around certain people it, it was not something that i just did without thought but i was more excited my enthusiasm outweighed mm -hmm my fear and so it was easy for me to want to be in front of the camera you uh, mentioned that there was a lot of drugs especially in the playboy era the playboy mansion era um matter of fact one of your one of your chapters is called drugs boobs and bunnies oh that was drugs for you when you had uh when you had your uh, oh no infant. just prescribed yeah i would just prescribe drugs yeah <laughs> um, yeah, that's a funny anecdote. I think that's like my favorite chapter. Now, you went to UCLA and in Playboy in Playboy magazine you were uh, a girl of the Pac-10 in that photo and that oh, photo yeah. spread. Yeah. I was, yeah. And but you studied women's studies at at UCLA. <laughs> I did. I was just wondering how that how that balanced out, you know, being being at the Playboy Mansion versus, the, or or being in an adult 
uh, entertainment, adult entertainment performer, while also majoring in women's studies? You know, it definitely gave me insight into conversations around sex work that as far as I could see or hear was the only person in the class that had that insight. So it was really interesting for my, you know, sociology of sex work teacher or my uh, violence and porn teacher to bring up these heavy conversations that I felt like I could really participate in. And it was like I was experiencing what they were talking about in the now. So it was it was cool. It was nice that I had that experience. I feel like it gave me the ability to see the misogynism that is very prevalent in the world and in adult entertainment in a way that a lot of performers and people cannot see just because they don't have that lens to look through. So my women's studies degree, which at the time was called women's studies, but by the time I graduated, they changed it to gender studies to, I guess, be like more socially acceptable or PC. But it was an interesting, I'm sure you're well aware of the, of the major. It's an interesting one. It focuses on gender and on race, the intersectionality of, of gender and race. Honestly, race more than anything which is so it's just it's so it's fascinating obviously it's been many years I would need like a full refresh but the lens that I now look through is very much much based in the gender study or women's studies lens and I just I never really had this conversation with other people that have like a different undergrads but I always I'm going to ask other people with different undergrads, like, or un different undergraduate degrees, what lens do you look through? And are you still influenced by that? Because I feel like for me, it was really close to home since I'm a woman. So I, I guess it's different than just having like a communications degree or a math degree. But because I was so sensitive to the actual topic, now it's just ingrained in me. So it's hard for me to do anything, to talk to anybody, to have any conversation and not analyze it from the, the lens of the patriarchy, the male gaze, the white supremacy, like all these things that are so negative. <laughs> And it's so heavy and it's like, I don't even want to be like, it, it does. It's not even that I want to do it. It's just in my, my mind forever. Maybe because I was young. It's like, you're so impressionable when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. So it's like, maybe I just, it's now a part of me. I don't know. But, um, I really ranted there. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> me too movement. What kind of effect did that have on the industry? Oh, gosh, that's just such a nuanced question. It has so many layers to it. But I feel like the Me Too movement has had an overall positive effect on the industry and on women in general. I really feel that way. And obviously, 
every every movement is going to have some negatives too so i'm not saying that it's perfect but overall it's done a lot for women in my personal experience it's made me feel more comfortable to speak up about inappropriate behavior in a way that i would not have before because of maybe shame and because so many powerful women came out and spoke up, I really internalized that. And I feel very comfortable calling people out now. Like it may, it, it doesn't, it's no weight off of my, you know, my, it's no, it's no issue for me to just call somebody out if they're inappropriate. Whereas like 10 years ago, it would have been really scary for me to do that. You met some you met some good people in your career. You met some real heels in your career also. Uh when it talked about <laughs> talking about like remember your I think your first agent. You you don't yeah. use their real name. You don't you and we're no, not gonna mention the names either, you no. know. But, but yeah. um the, has the good outweighed the bad? Can you be more specific about the question? Okay, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, let's say like, you know, you did when you first started out, you're you're you had this real heel of an agent who uh who basically didn't get you jobs or anything like that from what I remember reading. Oh, the very first agent. Oh yeah. He was honestly I probably could have left him out of the book. It was such a little a yes. little experience. That did not that did not take away from the overall experience in the adult industry and oh, yes okay. i think overall i've had or at least i've been able to shine a light on more positive things that am that have happened and i think one of the main takeaways in my story is that it's really easy to label things good or bad when in fact they're always just both it's not well I don't want to be too general because obviously we can say that there are things that are just bad and things that are just good. <laughs> but in life, in general, especially when it comes to like a personal journey or a life experience, it's often both, you know? So it's, it's, it's complicated, but overall I love the sex industry. And even when I'm all done working in adult forever, I will always have a place in my heart for sex workers. Always. I was going to ask you that, um, you know, the evolution that the web has really changed the industry. I mean, back, back, I think when you first started correct me if I'm wrong, the, the internet was in its infancy. I remember when I was, or maybe it wasn't, maybe it's project, it's, it was already, taking its place we used to call it the holy trinity sex drugs and rock and roll you know um <laughs> but um you know it only fans has create has changed the industry hasn't it only fans has changed the industry yeah it's made it a lot easier for people to create content and monetize themselves from the comfort of their own home. And more competition. Pretty incredible. 
definitely more competition. Absolutely. <laughs> First of all, I mean, I talk about it in my book, but porn thrives on the new and the fresh and the youth. And so does entertainment because porn is just a microcosm of the world, <laughs> but especially of entertainment. And so I love OnlyFans because of the ease of it. And it makes me happy that people that want to be an adult can be an adult in a very comfortable way. And then for me, most importantly, it has normalized the adult industry in ways that I think the adult industry doesn't even recognize yet. Like, I just don't even think sometimes when you're in something, it's difficult to see it from far away, you know, because you're so up close. But I really, you know, I've had a lot happen since joining the industry and now I'm a mom and I've taken a step back. And so it's easy for me to see the acceptance that OnlyFans has brought to the adult industry and just how acceptable it's really become. I mean, people use OnlyFans as a verb all the time or like as a now, like all that just in regular conversation, like, oh yeah, she's an OnlyFans girl. Oh yeah. Like, you know, just, it's so casual mm -hmm. and I love it. I think, I think it's great. How do people react nowadays when they, when they find out that you are, that you are a, a sex performer or were, were a sex performer? Oh, that's you know, a good question. And you notice, not, you notice I've stayed away from questions like, what do you like and what do you don't like? Oh, <laughs> you know, that sort of, that sort yeah, of bull. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> good <for> you. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, people will act and react differently to that information, just totally based on who they are, their upbringing, a million factors. I don't have like one exact reaction because everybody's different, but I will say that everybody is fascinated. People want to know more information. So, you know, I don't always, I definitely don't lead with it because I don't want to get into the nitty gritty like this with random right. people on the street. I'd rather reserve it for an interview so that fans can listen to it. I don't need to be, ex you know, exerting my energy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're now married with, with uh, a little boy. I actually am a single mom You're a believe single it or mom. not i thought you I am. oh my goodness i'm no, sorry i know oh no it's actually great like i have the sweetest angel son angel and i have a wonderful co-parenting relationship as good as it gets right co-parenting's hard it's tough but it's definitely better than being in a relationship that isn't working for your kid um so I'm thrilled. I could have a million kids. They're the best. Um, yeah, it's lovely. I love, I do love being a mom, although it's not something I could do. Like, I don't, well, I can't say that. I don't want to say I couldn't be a stay-at-home mom, but in order for me to be a stay-at-home mom, I would need a lot of help, which I feel isn't really being a stay-at-home mom, right? Like, it's, it's so hard because I I love the job, but it's such a intense job that, like, I need 
a solid four hours out of the house. Like I need to be able to be just literally out by myself because it's so all encompassing, but it's the best role that I've ever had. And like, for me, motherhood is the most rewarding, most purposeful thing I've ever done. And it makes me want everybody to want to be a mom but I know that that's not the case like I know that not everybody wants it but it's like so rewarding that it boggles my mind people wouldn't want it but then I also get it it's not always fun like the fun is just high little highlights you know so but yeah it's it's the best I could I couldn't be more grateful and I still like for Christmas this year I was just thinking I'm like I have my little monkey this I've wanted him for so long yeah oh fantastic now the you have a website tashaRain.com, I believe I do. I have a few websites. Um, I think the best one to get like most relevant stuff is TashaRain.tv. TashaRain.tv. All right. The book is called From Princess to Porn Star, A Real Life Cinderella Story. The author is Tasha Rain. And it's published. Let me make sure I can get this name right. See if I pronounce it right here. Cleese Publishing. I got it right. right. Miracles Good do job, happen. Better than when I pronounced Char- Charlie Sh- Chaplin instead of Chaplin <laughs> earlier today. Charlie Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin, you know, with, with, oh uh, with the Shaps, you know. So anyway, <laughs> but anyway, Tasha, I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you for being on Light Camera Author today. Oh, thanks so much for having me.